So this idea of leaders being born instead of made is, is, is just a head-scratcher for me. I just think it lacks a, a deeper understanding of what leadership is. If leadership is largely about the choices, the actions, the decisions, the messages that people engage in, and I think we can come to some very fast agreement by most people that those choices and actions and behaviors and messages, decisions matter, right, to everyday life. Those are never known, they're never latent, they're never born, they're never innate. I mean, take, take a cross-section of, of people who are highly admired as leaders. You can't show me a single demographic constant, you can't show me a single psychological constant, except maybe they aren't sociopathic, you know? They're tall, they're short, they're male, they're female. They come from all different backgrounds. They're introverted, they're extroverted. So, you know, where's the genetic predisposition? If it doesn't express itself in any way I can see other than you happen to achieve some level of followership and results, then I just don't know how you could argue that leaders are, are uh, born um, rather than made. Are leaders born or made is a question I get all the time. And my response is always, while you may have tendencies that make you position to lead in some instances more than others, leadership is absolutely a choice. And every day you have to make that choice whether you want to lead or not. And so for people to say you either have it or you don't, I work with people who are introverts who can lead. I work with people who uh, are used to being on their own who can suddenly build teams because they've decided, one, that it's important enough for them, and two, that life isn't just about them, but it's about uh, people around them. There's a lot of people that may be born with a little bit more natural charisma. There's a lot of people that may be born with more relational skill. They may be a little bit more, you know, extroverted. But ultimately it comes back to these routines. Certain leaders are born with certain innate traits that are just part of their DNA and their fabric and their fiber. But ultimately at the end of the day, understand that it's about what you do that matters. We don't deny that people are very different, that there are personalities, and, and that some of those personality and characteristics, their traits, their dispositions, um, inform um, everyday actions. But most of the actions that really matter um, are about how you do things. And so how you make decisions, how you give feedback, how you build teams, how you create and nurture relationships, those things are never um, known. No, no five-year-old knows them. No, no ten-year-old is is latently, you know, kind of exploring them, right? And so I think most of us have have created this notion that leaders are born because we see so many differences that are very, very um, hardwired in people, and so we presume that some people have that hardwired to be a leader. Um, I, I just don't think that's true. When kids are very young, it, it actually produces a a piece of um, a, a, a fallacious evidence that, that leaders are born, and it's kind of worth talking about. So if I took a room, an empty room, and I put a bunch of seven or eight or nine-year-olds in there and threw a ball inside and closed the door, what I'm going to find is one of those kids is going to pick up that ball and start a game, right? Because they know what games are and they know how much fun they are. And they're going to just quickly, they know how the world works, so they're going to quickly divide into teams to have that game. And, and another child is going to raise their hand and be the team leader for the other team. And, and then they're going to play this game and they're going to create rules and they might be somebody that settles a fight between two. And so, and I'm going to watch certain kids that we think we're doing leadership, right? We think, there it is, those kids are leading. Um, when in fact, what we're watching is a very, very stable personality characteristic called dominance and control. 
right? Dominance and control is the idea that I need to control situations and I have a really deep-seated need to do so. Interestingly enough, if we follow those kids a few years later, and now they're in high school, right, or close to, and we start watching them and looking at how they build their social relationships, they better have put that dominance control gene in a little bit of check because other kids won't like them very much. By the time you're in college or in your first job, if you have a high dominance control gene, you have this high need, you have better put it in, in you know, better put it in the chilling part of the refrigerator, right? Because if it isn't, it isn't held in check, you're gonna have a hard time getting jobs, you're gonna have a hard time working with other people. The same thing we thought was leadership at a seven-year-old is very uncorrelated to leadership in adult life. I think it's an easy explanation. I think it uh, lets leaders off the hook. I think it allows you to pretty quickly dismiss your own limitations as a leader to say, well, I wasn't made that way. I think most people think that leaders are born because they look around and they really do focus on the differences that they see. And a lot of the easiest ways to identify those differences are because you can point to, well, that person is by nature more this way than that way. And if I can say that that's by nature, then that gives me an assurance of why I'm different and why I can't necessarily do whatever it is that other person is doing. So it's, it's, it's a trap, it's a mental trap where we look at, you know, how do we justify what we are doing currently without having a justification for trying to change? Personally, I think that's an excuse. <laughs> I think uh, when leaders uh, say that they're uh, born not made or when people say that leaders are born not made, um, I think that, that uh, it, it points to psychological default or that's how we're hardwired. And I think a lot of people use it as an excuse to say, I, I can't do that because I'm not, I'm not made that way. Our system, when we, when, as you think about how we're educated, if you choose the path where it's high school education or you choose the path of a professional trade school or a college education, we seem to timestamp the window of learning. We timestamp it at the moment at which you complete your studies, graduate, whatever the case might be, that we're now done learning. We're allowed to learn a little bit more, but we're not allowed to learn at a significant level. And when you exist in that type of environment, then it's very easy to see how the ability or the desire to change could be squeezed out because no one's learning anymore and no one's growing anymore. I think people ask the question are fascinated by the idea of leaders are born or made because they want it out, right? They, they, they don't want to be responsible for leadership. It's kind of interesting that there's no commonality to, to what seems to be born leaders. And yet the other piece that I often you know, find is that people don't understand that to some degree saying that leaders are born is a bit elitist. The only people that say it are people that are already in the club. And so there's a bit of an elitist view that says, once I know that I can lead because I've become skillful at those things and people look to me to lead, well, I want to hold myself in even more rare air than that. So let me say that I was born this way and maybe you weren't. Well, it removes all excuses, right? Because if I said that you need a $15,000 piece of equipment in order to be a better leader, then there would always be a portion of the audience who would be relieved that they can't afford that um, because they wouldn't have to do it now. It's, it's the same as saying leaders are born, not made. If I'm not born, if I'm not a leader, I don't have to do anything. Um, but when you tell people that this is a habit that is free, that all you have to do is practice it and it will make you better, um, the portion of people who want to be better will grab onto that and they will do it and they will get better. I had this conversation with a, a senior client just earlier this week, and this is a senior client who's led at the highest levels, both nationally and internationally. And we were talking about the lack of effective leadership development in major universities, business schools in particular. And I said to her, you know, one of the things I think is most interesting is, 
If you ask me what the best leadership schools in the United States were, I would say they were probably the Air Force Academy, West Point, and Annapolis. And as I've talked to people who have, who have been in those places and who have graduated from those places, they all say the same thing. Nobody was born to be a good leader. That those places make you that way. Can the Admired Leadership Platform make you a better leader? I'm convinced that it can, but that's really up to you and where you go from here and how serious you are about becoming a better leader. The behaviors here are proven. We've already covered some key ground, an understanding of the behavioral view versus the psychological view. We have a better definition of what it means to be an authentic leader. We looked at some really key points on the difference between technique and routine. And of course, we talked about the components of wisdom and what it takes for us to consider a behavior pattern to be worthy of that admired leader designation. And then finally, we looked at this debate over are leaders born or made? So just from contemplating all of that, I, I think you'd become a better leader, even if you like never unpacked a single one of the admired leader behaviors themselves. Now that said, we hope that you do. We hope that you're excited to learn and apply the insights that we've been uncovering for decades. But whether you plan to dive into all 10 modules or you select one of the behavior bundles, I'm confident that you're going to be taking real steps toward better leadership. Thank you.